ladies and ladies and gentlemen, it's me, Jake. It's Jake Johansson. You knew it was going to be me. It's always me. It's good to talk to you. Let's get right down to it. This is episode 76 of the Jake This of Jake Johansson podcast. We're really taking care of business. 76. I remember the spirit of 76. Remember 1976? Maybe you don't, but I do. Oh, that was America's bicentennial. We were 200 years old, which uh, still seems old to me, even though even though I'm a grown man. 200, but it's not that old compared to how old all those types of things are in uh, Europe or uh, or China or or other ancient places where there's a lot of... There used to be people here a long time ago and before then... Well, dinosaurs, if you believe that type of thing, which I do, I believe in dinosaurs. I don't believe there were people and dinosaurs at the same time on this planet, as far as we know. But then again, hey, it's a long time ago. Who knows what was really going on? Anyway, that's uh, that's your movie idea for today. People and dinosaurs living together on Earth, celebrating Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. It's uh, Christmas Eve, the day that this is coming out. Today is the Christmas Eve Eve, which is one of my favorite days of the year because it's a time when I like to be less busy and watch everybody else go nuts. I spent Christmas Eve 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 putting together a trampoline for my daughter. It's no secret. It's out in the yard. She's jumped on it. She's already been jumping on her Christmas presents. And I hope I hope that you're all going to be jumping on your Christmas presents tomorrow. Um, and uh, that could be a sex joke. Could be. You could do whatever you want with that one. You can put it together. It's really just a setup. It's not a joke. Some assemblies required on that one. I hope you're going to be jumping on your Christmas present tomorrow. But hey, you know what you should jump on is some tickets to come and see me when I'm traveling around next year. It's 2014 already. Not already. Not right now. You still got a little bit more of juice that you can try and squeeze out of 2013. But then it's going to be 2014. And quick before it's 2014, December 29th, speaking of juice, come out and see me and uh, the great Dom Herrera and the great Tammy Pescatelli down in Hollywood, Florida at the Seminole Hard Rock Casino Theater thing, December 29th. That's this year. Next year, 2014, first gig of the year, January 3 through 5. I'm in New York City, Gotham Comedy Club, New York City, January 3 through 5. Oh, it's going to be nice. It's nice there. Gotham Comedy Club on 23rd Street between 7th and 8th Avenue. Then I'm going up to Canada, bitter, cold Canada, but so nice, so nice. I always have a good time. I live in a mall. The comedy club's in the mall. The hotel's in the mall. It's all in the mall. So come on out to the uh, West Edmonton Mall to the comic strip January 23rd through the 26th. That's going to happen. I'm going to be down in Addison, Texas, January 29th to February 1st. I'm going from Canada to Texas because I don't care. I'm just me. I fly on an airplane. I do whatever I want. January 29th to February 1st, I'm going to be in Addison, Texas. Then I'm going to be back up north, Columbus, Ohio, February 13th through 16th. Guess what? Valentine's Day. Ding dong. Bring your sweetheart. And, uh, and let's have a good time. February 19th to 22nd, I'm back in Texas. Austin, Texas this time. That's the capital of Texas. Although I doubt the governor will be attending my shows. Then again, you never know. It would not be the first time that a governor of a state attended my show. That's a shout out to you, governor of Texas. Oh, geez, I should have looked that up before the show. Hey, uh, so Austin, Texas, February 19th to 22. That's one of those places that I always have a great time. Uh... It's called the Cap City Comedy Club. I always, always love it there. Don't get there as much as I'd like to. And uh, you can help change that by showing up <laughs> this time. Oh, my goodness. What a day. Christmas Eve Eve. Yeah. 
I don't. I I have not placed any orders for Christmas presents. My wife keeps saying, "What do you want for Christmas?" And uh, it is so hard not to say, "I want you to just leave me alone for one day." Just could everyone please just leave me alone for one day? Could you just not ask me to do something, or or interrupt me in the middle of while I'm doing something to ask me to do something that you want me to do? Oh, it's not. It's I I want people to want me, but man. <laughs> it can get relentless at times. So, uh, but now that the trampoline is put together, that's taken a lot of pressure off me. Wife, my wife is in there jumping around on the trampoline. I haven't been able to, well, it's only been up really for less than a day functioning. So, uh, but no one's been naked trampolining yet, but uh, they we're going to have a big Christmas party. So maybe that's what I want for Christmas is a big, <laughs> big naked trampoline party. Now, why, Aren't I Googling that right now and watching a series of videos? Well, I'm going to do that after I finish this beginning part of the podcast. So anyway, Christmas, always have a big Christmas uh, dinner party at my house. I'm getting ready to cook some, uh, usually I do shrimp etouffee and uh, red beans and rice. This year I'm going to do langostino etouffee. I'd like to do crawfish etouffee, but here in California, the crawfish supply is uh, intermittent at best. Uh, But I did get some langostinos, which are kind of like big crawfish or tiny lobstery things. Anyway, I got those. So I'll let you know how that goes. It's probably going to be a big hit. Probably going to be a big hit. People like the New Orleans food. I started doing that after Hurricane Katrina because if you've listened to the podcast before, you know I love New Orleans and Hurricane Katrina was a terrible tragedy. And I thought, well, I'll cook New Orleans food and then I'll try and take up a collection at Christmas to donate to the food bank in New Orleans. And uh, I always give money to the food bank there because... uh, well, since Hurricane Katrina, I've been doing that, and I and I give money to the food bank in Los Angeles because I live here, and I and I like the food bank. That's my favorite charity. This is a time when you could be generous to strangers if you wanted to, and so that's how that's how I like to do it. I I think everybody's got their own idea who they want to be generous to, but I, I like to stick to the food banks because you're talking about a problem that is solvable. You know, people are hungry. You give them some food, boom, you cured it. You cured the problem. It's not like bringing pancreatic cancer. How do you? It's going to take a long time to figure that out. Or my wife likes to donate money to the National Resource Defense Council, which is a bunch of lawyers who are suing suing governments to try and get them to get off their ass and save the environment. Let me tell you something: you might as well hook up a big fan in your backyard and throw dollar bills into it and watch them blow out into the street for all the good that's going to do. Um, I, I just feel like lawyers suing the government is just people taking money to... You're just paying them to fight each other. And if we're going to do that, we, we might as well be watching the UFC. <laughs> and that's, they're actually are fighting. But we've got, we've discussed this in the podcast before, my, Nigel and I, the whole, our political uh, plan of uh, fuck or fight, where you have to either have sex with a person or physically fight them, and that's how we're going to solve our disputes from now on. I think it's a great idea, and I have to be honest... I'm probably most of the time going to choose uh, sex. Fucking. I, you know, I didn't mean to swear here on Christmas Eve, but that happens. Happy holidays, everybody. Hey, this week, I have a conversation that I'm happy to present to you as part of the uh, Jake This of Jake Johansson treasure trove of conversations that I've had with people. Uh, I had a conversation the last time I was down in Hollywood, Florida, at the Hard Rock Seminole Village 
I was working at the Improv with my friend Forrest Shaw and his girlfriend, also a comedian. I should say she's also a very funny comedian. Before I say that they're dating, he is a funny comedian and he's her boyfriend. How about that? Try that on for size, Forrest. Okay, Lisa Correo is also on the podcast and they were nice enough to come up to the hotel room. We had a little chat in our hotel, in my hotel, where they weren't staying there because they used to live there. So they were staying with their families and loved ones, as I hope you're staying with your loved ones over this holiday season. I am. I'm in my house. That's where I keep my loved ones, right in my house, where I can keep a good eye on them. I don't know where they are now, though. That's the great thing about Christmas Eve, is they're out just, who knows, buying ridiculous things for each other. Probably not me. I'm already hip deep in hip deep in ridiculous things. And so, uh, I don't, I don't need too many more of those. I'd like to get a new podcast machine recorder thing and some microphones and cords that zoom H six. That's what I have my eye on Santa. If you're listening, you know, that's the thing. When you look at the listeners of the podcast, you can't tell if one of them is Santa or not. Hmm. Hmm. Disappointing. Something else that happened this week. I just got a tweet or saw a tweet this morning by someone who had reviewed my podcast. It was a little bit hard for me to believe. His name is Bob Cochran, and uh, he reviewed my podcast on his blog and sent me a tweet about it. And so, Bob, if you're listening to this episode, thank you for that. Um, That was very nice. It was a nice review by a nice man of this nice podcast, but you're already listening. So, or maybe you're listening because you read that review. What about that? Why didn't I think of that? Why didn't I think of that sooner, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome new listeners and friends of Bob Cochran to the Jake This of Jake Joe Hansen podcast. I hope now you will enjoy this conversation that I had with my friends, Lisa Correo and Forrest Shaw sometime not that long ago. Okay, so Lisa, what's what's wrong with that hat? I, you know, Forrest criticizes everything that I do. Oh, I don't. Oh, well, this relationship is <laughs> really going to take off. You guys are both comedians, and he criticizes everything you do. Everything. So it's a hat. It's a nice black hat. It says Hollywood, California. Uh huh. Souvenir. Right, it's where you guys live. Yeah. Souvenir. It really isn't a souvenir. I just, I, I got off the plane at some point and I, I had an urge to wear a hat. And it was a, it was important to me and I have a hat immediately. That's a hat a hipster would wear. I don't know if that's, I, if that's your criticism. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that is a pretty basic, that is the most basic Hollywood, California hat that it, you can get. It's as basic as it comes. It just says Hollywood and then it has a C and an A on but it. Why would you wear that? Because I want, I'm having a bad hair day. I wa- tried to wash my hair, and it's a hair product. But what I said, I wasn't Chris. I said, I said you're pretty. You should wear like a hat that makes oh, you prettier. Oh, it's a compliment. Yeah. Oh no. See, that's what I disagree. <laughs> I feel like that hat is a total pretty girl hat. That's that's like a big. <laughs> Baseball hat, girls with longer hair. You have kind of longer hair. Not that says Hollywood, California, a terrible font. No, but that hat says, look, (laughs) I am so hot that I'm going to make this uncool hat cool. You're going to make it cool, right? That's That's what I think you did. That's what I was doing. uh, But, you know, here we are. We're in your hotel room, and I I don't want to wear a hat and be rude. 
No, I don't like to wear hats indoors either. I mean, sometimes. I don't like to wear sunglasses. Do you? Somebody the other day was telling me, oh, you should wear sunglasses. You can wear sunglasses inside, like tint, little tinted glasses, and you'll be cool. And I was like, I feel like I'd be like sort of a jerk doing that. You know, guys who wear sunglasses inside at I, night? Only if you're in disguise or if you have a headache. I've done that before when I have a headache. Mm-hmm. And I feel stupid. I feel self-conscious of it the whole time. Like, look, like everyone's looking at me like I'm trying to be cool. You know, but really, right. I just want less light in my eyeballs. I mean, I feel like even if you're super cool, like if you're Jay-Z <laughs> or uh, John Legend, if you're wearing sunglasses at night, it's, there's a little bit of like, do you need that? Do you need to be doing that? You feel self-conscious about the sunglasses but not that hat? <laughs> that, I, I'm having a bad hair day. Look at this. It's all stringy yeah, and so. weird. Yeah, you don't see Forrest in a hat. Yeah. But you're having a good hair day because you just got your hair cut yesterday because it's your birthday and everything. Yeah. So, Forrest, (laughs) yeah, yeah, you ate it. It's not going to be your birthday when this comes out. This is going to be after your birthday. Oh, we're recording already. Yeah, it's on. I thought we were just talking about hats. (laughs) Yeah, we were, but this is also part of the, we're talking about hats and it's part of the show. It's a smooth transition. Yes. I'm officially in 40 minutes. It's my birthday. So I'm holding on. How do you mean? You mean you're going by the exact time of day? Yeah. 6.42 p.m. Yeah. I think as far as birthdays go, once you get to the day, the that's day, your yeah. birthday. That's good enough. Not no, I see. Not how you do it. Yeah, not biologically. My cells are still younger. Yeah, but at which point then, uh, you know, the, you have the exact minute, you know, maybe you were crowning for five minutes. You don't that's know. That's when I popped out. When, that's when I popped out. And that's when the nurse wrote down the, the number. That yeah. You're going by that. I popped out. So but that, you're also figuring in all, out. you got all those leap years and time zones that you've lived in and... I mean, really, when you add it yeah, all up, are you sure you're okay? I live in L.A. now, so I'm actually three hours behind, so... But you're at your place. You were born here. Yeah, but... We're in Florida. Yeah, so fast. Yeah, so 40 minutes. Oh, are you fancy, Mr. L.A.? Right, right in I, the middle I just wear a hat. You throw it in everyone's right, face. Right in the middle of this podcast. I'm going to turn. You're going to turn? Yeah, you will. What if a supernatural thing happened? Like, you, you blossomed. Like, this was the one, your 41st birthday, and you turned into this spectacular thing that you were going to become. Like, you have some superpowers. Oh, or you become, you well, you, no, you, you've got, you finally you get the ring from the ancient aliens from the other planet, and you're the, you're like a superhero. You're not a comedian anymore. You just turn into this big, muscly um, guy who can fly around and solve all of our problems. Oh, I'm going to be a muscly... I thought I was going to be a muscly, like, angry guy. Oh, you could be. You could be. Is <laughs> that where you like to go? You guys yeah. are screwed. There's no windows in there. You what if you angry, let me out? So. You would have to open a window. You're muscly. See, I already see you that way. Just uh, have don't make this into a tarot. Nobody no, no, wants no, to this, hear this garbage. What I thought he was going to say is, was, <laughs> like, right at that moment, like, you're suddenly going to turn old. Like, really old. Lisa, Lisa no like matter what I look years. like, Lisa thinks that I'm, like, some sort of godlike... That like just like I could be like this mushy ball of flesh that hasn't worked out well, and she's like, "You're a what did you call me? A majestic beast?" One time, I may like, have had yeah, yeah. alcohol in my system, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, she, it's great. It's it's great to date someone like that, but then it's also it also is uh, you need some honesty, like the hat. You need to be honest about certain things. I feel like now my my, my perception <laughs> of what's going on is different from what you're saying because I feel like. She is actually a very attractive. She is a very attractive woman, and yes. she's wearing a hat that makes her look like a cute girl in a hat. And you are a guy who is batting out of your league. Yeah, you know. No, I agree. And you're still 
giving her a hard time, and you're not accepting a compliment from her when she's giving you a compliment. That's yeah. the thing. It's like that's how you keep her. That I mean. Really? <laughs> that I mean them too. Oh, I see. You go. You attack her self esteem to take her. Yeah, down. yeah. I got it. She's out. Of, if, if a girl, okay, tips for dating out of your league. If a girl's out of your league, you gotta break her self esteem down until she feels like she's in your league. And then maybe below your league, and then that way she sticks around. But I don't feel like that's what's happening. I feel like she actually is under some kind of impression that you are fabulous. Yes. I know, yeah. That's, yeah, that's what's I crazy. Yeah. So why don't you just try and believe that? that. That's what's crazy. No, you think that everyone thinks that, but I think secretly everyone is always like, why would Lisa be dating Forrest? Yeah, that's... People have said that. You think that? Yeah. Somebody said that to you. Some comic one time was like, Forrest? <laughs> yeah. Like, like a question mark at the end of it? <laughs> like, Yeah. Well, I was just making a joke because you've told me about, you know, you lost weight and blah, 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 all this other stuff. A little bit. But I think you're awesome. Oh, you're yes. funny. You're a funny you guy. You're a handsome awesome. guy. You're interesting. That's what I keep telling you. <laughs> all those things. Uh, you guys are trying to make me feel good on my birthday. This was your birthday episode. <laughs> yeah, you'd work on me a little bit. Um, so... We're back in Florida. Have you done any research since the last time we talked about what, how Florida got to be the weird drain of America? Remember we were talking about that last time, about how yeah. all this crazy shit happens here? Um, well, I think I gave some good... I mean, I don't think there's anything you're ever going to nail down scientifically. But, no, I'm just I'm yeah. totally looking for your but anecdotal I feel like, insights. I feel like I gave... I think a lot of the facts I gave last time were good, but I... I I've, I haven't been back here except for a couple of days since we've had that conversation. So I've been able to do hands-on research. It's just been from afar. Uh-huh. But being away from Florida for a while now, I've and I've seen it as like a new story instead of being amongst it. Mm-hmm. I see. I, I see that there's even more crazy things happening here than I actually realize living here. You know what I'm saying? Like, because when I, when you live here, you're just like, ah, what is. Just get used to just. It's the lo- it's the local yeah. news, and you kind of assume that's the way the local news is everywhere. Or, or you hear it, and you're just like, yeah, that's just what it's like living down here. But then uh, now living in California, and there's obviously stuff that goes on in California that's different locally. There, well, Los Angeles is a big city itself, so it's got yeah. its own weird idiosyncrasies stuff. But there, I feel like it makes some sort of sense. Like when you see just a person wearing a, a cape. Like, you know, like skateboarding on the street. Like, that's not makes sense to me. But that's just a weirdo. I feel like Florida is the home of the dangerous weirdo. Mm -hmm. Although my wife told me this story yesterday that some friend of a friend of hers started dating this guy who was a lot younger than him. It's two guys. And the, the younger guy then murdered the older guy and cut him up into little pieces. Where was that? That was in L.A. Yeah, well, you're gonna have those. But he wasn't from LA. He was from. He wasn't from Florida. <laughs> but, but, but I feel like you hear those stories out of Florida all the time. Somebody met somebody. Like, yeah. Weather. It's just because it's hot. You're out of the house more, right? If you're meeting cold, more you're, people. Hmm. You're just doing more stuff. Like if it's cold, like there's a lot less stuff happens in Minnesota. I think because they're just indoors all the time. Yeah. Well, Wisconsin was. A, well, that's where Ed Gein was from. Famous serial killer. Yeah, I mean, you have outliers, but mm-hmm. uh, again, this is not scientific. But yeah, it is not scientific. I feel like it's warmer. People are wearing less clothes. That it's hard hard for guys to control themselves, anyways. So you get all the weird sexual crimes because just women are walking around half naked. Well, I don't he, think that's ladies' fault. That's no, it's not the that's ladies' guys fault. who aren't able to <laughs> no, control. It's them. the guys' fault. But but when you're moving even more clothes and you, and you, and they're outside even more, I feel like that the rate of increase goes up. I don't know. 
I don't do any Nut jobs are more anyways. activated in the heat. Yeah, you haven't yeah. figured out too much. You haven't light, figured out too much. Light conditions. They're heat activated. Yeah. My hope, my, the weird thing to me is how many people are just going for it on a, you know, like at the shows. Well, I mean, we're in the, in this Indian casino yeah. mall of nightclubs and bars. So it is yeah. a place where people go for it. But You're I drinking. feel like, yeah, when I'm in Florida, I feel like there's a higher percentage of people on a given night, you know, after the show that are just going for it. Yeah. Even on a Thursday or tonight is Sunday night, they'll just be getting hammered and yeah. they've got to go to yeah. work or whatever their life. I don't know what their lives are, but they're not, they're not shy about like, I'm going to drink it. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely here on the grounds of this casino, it's just, everybody's wasted. Yeah, but I think, but that's a big thing in Florida. I mean, Florida traditionally, even in the past, has been a place where people come to party. You know, not just Miami, but in general, people come here. It's a spring break. Right. Come to Florida, you know. Go to hot. everywhere. Go. <clears throat> Are there drugs down here? A lot of drugs? Yeah, 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 sure. Not just, pot's not legal yet, is it? No, no. but tons of pot. Lots of people do. All sorts of drugs. I mean, cocaine's big. It's weird to me that cocaine is still going on. Now, what is Molly? Can you please explain that to me? It's just ecstasy. No, it's... Molly is... Okay, ecstasy, ecstasy... Not originally, but it was, for a long time, was stamped in the pills. So you'd have the drug that's MDMA, and then it would be combined with other inert substances and sometimes other substances that would be different drugs that were cheaper, and they'd stamp them, they'd compress them and stamp them into a pill, and they'd sell those. But you could also get just the MDMA, which is the actual ecstasy drug, and you could put that in the capsules. And oh. forever, that was called Molly. Like, people would just put... You'd have a capsule, it would just be pure MDMA. And then I don't... Because I don't do it anymore, I don't know... That, Molly is still ecstasy, but I don't know if it's the pure form or if they're still mixing stuff into it and putting the capsules, but it's supposed to be the pure form of ecstasy. So you were a, you were a Molly guy for a while? Sure. Yeah. That, we never called it Molly. It always oh, like, you just called it ecstasy, right? Yeah, there was always... I never did it. Now, or, what is it? Or what pills. Is it? We'd always just say pills. There's always there's all sorts of nicknames for drugs, and ecstasy, one of the nicknames was always Molly, pills, uh, X, the worst nickname for ecstasy ever that I always hated, and sometimes people would say they would call them disco biscuits. <laughs> I just wanted to punch people in the face when I said, Di- disco biscuits? Like, no, disco biscuits. Because you, because you would take it and you would just trip out and dance. and Yeah, you dance and whatever, but it still just sounded stupid. There was, a, there was a band named Disco Biscuits, too. Sure never, there is. Never listened to them. But. I feel like you can do a presentation for the D.A.R.E. program in schools. and like you have the Yeah, have the chart of all the different drugs, and here's the street name. Yeah, watch out. So... A lot of people do drugs down here. A lot of people drink down here. A lot of people party. I think it was a party destination even way back. I mean, South Beach, previous to kind of going under and then being revived, was where all the people came. There, there was casinos and there was, you know, all the celebrities at the time would fly down there and spend their weekends partying there. And then it kind of died off and then it picked back up in the 90s and now it's a huge party destination. And so is this area now and so is other areas of Miami. And obviously we, we talked about, like, in general, the way people view Florida is like, hey, I'm going to go on vacation there. And when you go on vacation, you let loose, you know? So I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of... And then that just kind of self-perpetuates into the people that exist there already. Which probably leads into the whole weirdo crime thing, too. Because people are like, hey, where are all the people hanging out? And they're like, hey, we're going to Florida for spring break or to party or South Beach or Memorial Day weekend or the Super Bowl or whatever. And everyone just comes down here. 
And whenever there's a place where a lot of people gather around, especially a lot of tourists, you get a lot of weirdos. People, con artists, scammers. There is a weird thing that happens in places that people go and have a great time on vacation. Because I, yeah. I love New Orleans, and I go down there all the time. And, that, and it's very common for people to go down there yeah. and have a great time and then just not go home. You know, not that they not that they move there on that trip, but they go yeah. home and go, you know what, I'm moving there. I'm yeah. going to take all my stuff there. But at least there, there's... There's some music and food. I mean, and and, yeah. and an indigenous historical culture. Of, Definitely, that party has is based on a foundation of other parties. It's built into it's, something that that's more culturally significant, right? And then yeah. this party just sort of started out as a party for its own sake, and it has that yes. sort of freewheeling, out of control aspect. Yeah, and the, it. the people that live here want it to be different. Like, there's a lot of artists and musicians and comics and, and people are trying to generate that scene and to, it has grown the scene, that scene, you know. There's a huge event that happens this week, Art Basel, that's been, I don't know how many years it's been going on now, but it's a one of the largest art events in the world now that they originated, I think, in is it Sweden or Switzerland? I think it's Sweden. But then they, it's like their sister festival here. And mm-hmm. that's in Miami Beach. So that, that brings in Culture. But the funny thing about that is there's all this artwork and all they transform all these areas on South Beach into galleries. They empty swimming pools and make them into galleries. So, but it's still always centered around partying, though. Because they'll go out and you'll be like, oh, this is a lovely exhibit. And then it's just people just messed up, drunk, high, whatever. So it's still like, hey, we can't get away from That's the partying the thing. same thing with Art Walk, which they do every month in Miami. It's all these art galleries, beautiful art you know, it's incredible, and it's turned into this huge block party now. And like after like eleven o'clock, it's just like the scene here where there's just people walking around with drinks in their hands and they're drunk and yeah. partying. Not and whatever. It's, not, know, a, it's not an art show art. anymore. It's not an art show anymore. It transforms into this big just drunken mess. Mm-hmm. But I will say now, thinking about that, that would be the reason I think there's a lot of dangerous weirdos here, because if if you're a dangerous weirdo, whether you're a con artist. <laughs> Or you're trying to rob people, or you're various things that ends up you end up murdering or hurting them. Or you're going to go to places where you think there's easy targets, mm-hmm. and the easier targets are people that are on vacation that are not drunk where, people yeah, on vacation. Yeah. And so if you're like, hey, where am I going to make a lot of money? Oklahoma? No, you're going to go to Florida, where everyone everyone vacations. They go to Disney World. They go to South Beach. They go to. I mean, even uh, the key, Florida Keys, or even uh, no one goes to Jacksonville, but. Sure, there's some Jacksonville, there. Florida. Yeah, no one vacations there. But I don't. Tampa, well, maybe they do. Nothing. Isn't that is is that's inland though? It's not on the coast. No, it's right? on the coast. It is on the coast. It's so right, it's up it's, in that. It's on the border of Georgia and, and Florida, like right there. It's a huge city. Mm-hmm. And it's just it smells like paper mills, and it's just there's nothing to do there. Mm-hmm. It's just a city. You can it's just a short trip. To, you can just go right to Biloxi from there, though. No, you can go. You're on the you're on the east coast of Florida. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah you're I'm, far. I'm you're, like, so, you're like hundreds, you're hours and hours. And oh, hours yeah, and you're way so. far away. Yeah, yeah. The pan Oh, so yeah, you'd have to go up to, you'd go north to Myrtle Beach or Savannah something. Savannah would be the next closest cool city, probably. Uh-huh. Savannah, Georgia is a cool city. I've never been to Savannah. Is that a safe place to get drunk and be a tourist? That's a big party town, too. They have the biggest, the largest St. Patrick's Day parade or the most crazy whatever they, it's some superlative of their St. Patrick's Day parade but they have a really if you go to Savannah you stay in the old historic part of town where everything is centered around each block has a park in the middle of it and all the, the houses are around that and it's, it's kind of built it was built uh-huh. out and they have this really old historic area along the water it's really cool and they have like it's you know there's a lot of stuff that happened there that, that's really interesting and it's a very quirky kind of 
weird. Kind of party town too, though. But there's some there's history and stuff there too. So it's it kind of is, has some tied into some cultural significance, but still. Yes, yeah, so I'm always nervous up there, like some parts of the South. About the, there's that you can get in a conversation with somebody, and all at once they say some terrible racist thing that you didn't see coming. Yeah, because they think it's okay because you're not. You're, mm-hmm. you're a white person, so they think, well, I'm just going to say whatever I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what I'd be worried about yeah. in Savannah. That could happen in Philly or Boston, too. That is true. So, that I is mean, true. Savannah's a cool town. In Georgia, I would recommend going to Savannah. That's okay. travel tips for you guys. Got it. Where do you recommend in Florida? Uh, about the Keys. Florida Keys are nice. Yeah. I like the Keys when I went there years ago. But then I always thought Key West would be the best because it's the most remote, and that's where Ernest Hemingway yeah. lived. And but it's turned into this kind of Ernest Hemingway Caribbean vacation cheese ball Margarita place yeah. that's also overwrapped with uh, gay. There's a lot of gay mm-hmm. stuff culture going on there, which yeah. is which is awesome. But if you're not gay, it's kind of like that's I'm not I just don't want to go to a nightclub where we're there and dance with a bunch of dudes. Yeah. I don't want to that's not my thing. Key West is you know, is And murdery, you said. Key West? It's you just said murdery. Tourist. Key West there's I don't know if there's a lot of murders in Key West. But Oh, I thought you just said murdery. Yeah, I think the keys there's a lot of sketchy people in the keys, but I think it's a lot of people running from stuff that aren't necessarily looking to scam people or hurt them. They're hiding out. Yeah. That's originally what the Keys ended up being. It was just like this kind of remote area, kind of like the, the southeast Alaska of the United States where you could disappear and not be found. It's not like that anymore because people found out, like, hey, you can drive to this paradise. You can drive there. Yeah, yeah, you can drive there. That's why I like some of the middle Keys better because people they're more remote even though they're not the most remote geographically. They're yeah. more remote because people just drive through them. So if you get off the road, you're in this place where nobody's going. That's where my mom lives. She lives in Lower Matacombe and... There's very few uh, commercial establishments on the island she lives on. There's mm-hmm. one gas station, like one ho- one or two hotels, a couple restaurants. That's it on the entire key. It's like maybe a tennis club or something. There's like not a lot of... So that would make me kind of nutty to live in a place that was that. Like if you decided I need some more potato chips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's the same road. Like it, the highway still goes through it, so yeah, you, but just it, up the, you just go up the road. To the, but I live in a place now where if I want more potato chips, not that potato right chips are my thing, but just as an example, I can walk a block and get some. Well, potato chips that. are your thing because you raided your your mini I did bar eat potato chips out of a mini bar last night. Yeah. You only know that because I told you that. <laughs> you can walk and get potato chips. Just in my because mouth I know a little inside thing doesn't make it not true. <laughs> no, it is true. Just You're so right. you know, you can get potato chips. I'm in just my clarifying mouth. that to any listeners, yeah. my wife. Um, that, <laughs> <laughs> that we weren't partying in my room. I happened to tell you about the chip oh, snack yeah. that I had last night. Uh, edit and post. Yeah. Wait, yeah. We, yeah, we I do like chips. potato chips from time to time, but I'm not in all the t- Anyway, I would find it hard to live in a remote place like that because I Where like to be able to go stuff. to the store. Well, you have to live like you go to the store, you get your supplies, and then you go and you're at home. And you go to the beach and you read your book and you talk to your neighbor. Yeah. It's right? not that bad. There's a store you can walk to in five minutes from our house. Okay. Crazy yeah. Eddie's or something? Crazy Billy's. It's a Crazy gas station Billy's. and a little, little grocery store. And then just I'm pretty sure it's off. homemade gas. I, mean, I don't know just how you do that, but... Crazy oh, Billy's. It's, like yeah, it's called Crazy Billy's. It's called Crazy Billy's? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he has, a shirt. he has a shirt with his face on it. Yeah. And uh, oh, I, now you're making me want to go back to the Keys because I'd love to I get know. a Crazy Billy's shirt. Can you, buy a, can you buy a beach chair in there? I don't know if that'd be shares, but there's a hardware store right down the street that you can buy. I was going to say, there's a hardware store, there's Crazy Billy's, 
There's a Cuban restaurant and then there's a bar right there, so you can walk to all that. So whatever you need, you can build it. You just go to the hardware yeah. store if you if you want. That's right. <laughs> if you want a bowling alley, you build your boat. Build building. Right. No, you build your beach chair. That's yeah. Right. You oh, your beach chair, right? <laughs> you let me know when you go down there. We'll, we'll, we'll plan it out. Yeah, this could be a fun vacation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We could do a gig. The three of us could and, do a show together. And you can yes. you can day trip to Key West from where my mom's place is, and so uh-huh. you don't have to like be immersed in it. We, yeah. yeah, that's what's really amazing about it, because I've lived in South Florida my whole life, and I had never gone down to the Keys. And then when I did for the first time, I was like, the, there's paradise right here, and it's a, just a quick drive. It's, it's unbelievably beautiful it's down so there. It's so pretty and relaxing. Yeah. But then, yeah, you're right. When you get down to Key West, it's a whole different thing. It becomes and this touristy, not fun. Yeah, thing. you think that you're getting further and further away from everything, and then when you get there, you're like, whoa, how did I wind Tur- up right back where everything is? <laughs> you're not really, because if you look on a map, the Keys doesn't go straight down. It actually curls back like that towards the tip. So that's what's happening. I see. It's the magnetic pull of the bottom of Florida's craziness. Yeah. yeah. You should do a comedy tour of just really fun places to go, though, that are like vacation spots. Well, that's what I, what I want to figure out is, uh, and I think Doug Stanhope is doing this, and I only know him a little bit, but I want to get in touch with him because he, he does these homemade tours where he'll do off nights in comedy clubs where he'll perform in rock venues sure. and stuff. And I would love to, to figure out sort of how to do that and then, you know, yeah. rent, a, rent a bus or... An Airstream. Bingo, Ringo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Super we, fun. We could go on an Airstream tour of, of, little, fun. of little fun towns. I feel like we can get Airstream to sponsor this. This tour. I look. If anyone even knows is listening, who knows <laughs> who knows how to do any of this, could you please email me? Um, but yeah. Oh, so let's talk about that. I was I was going to bring that up, and I forgot about it. Did you check out the tiny houses? Oh, did I ever? <laughs> I sure did. Oh my gosh! I in fact, the first company that came up, Tumbleweed, they had yeah. like a free catalog, or I already uh-huh. ordered the free catalog. I've so. bought the book and the catalog, and yeah. I've watched a, a ton of those videos. The tiny house, that's what I do at night when I'm in my office and my wife is asleep, and I'm trying to make a backup plan for when all the shit yeah. goes down and I don't, I'm broke. I just, if I can sure. save enough money for three tiny houses for my wife and daughter and I. Right, three separate ones. Three and separate we ones. We know we do it because we're in hotel rooms all the time, which are essentially tiny houses. No, these are big houses compared to those. I saw. No, I looked not. online. Well, some of those are tiny, but they're perfect for a place like Florida or a place like California, where you don't need to be in your house all the time. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can be outside of your house, That's right? That's and the key uh, there. and so they're ideal for that. Or if you if you put them in a place where you're close enough to an indoor, you know, a mall and a library and a, other places that you go, because you don't want to just be in your house all the time. I don't want to be in my house yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. Can you can you drive high speed on a highway? I think they're mostly on a trailer for zoning reasons, and then also the, you, you could relocate. Them. Like, okay, so we all live in our tiny houses for the summer or the winter. We're in Florida, and then in the summer we go up to wherever we go, and then every once in a while we take them somewhere else That's for a year. Because yeah. I never even thought about this till just now. Like, I mean, Airstream, you said Airstream. Like, I guess if you own an Airstream and you just live there, you wouldn't have to pay property taxes or... You'd have to pay. Well, if you owned some land, you'd have to pay taxes on the land that no, you parked it on. You just don't. You, you just have to park it somewhere. You squat it. What's it called? Oh, boondocking. Boondocking. Boondocking is when you take your trailer to a place that's legal to park it overnight. Like, for example, Walmart parking lots are famous for people who boondock their trailers. Except, I think Walmart might have changed their policy about that. Really? They were getting into it. There was a little some kind of liability issue was going on with that. But I'm, but I'm not positive, so I don't know what I'm talking about for fitness. sure. That's, that's the last place to go then. 
24-hour fitness is the best because they got showers. You take a shower. You go in, out. you work out. Yeah. Homeless guy workout. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Homeless guy fitness center. Yeah. You could open, you get a, you get one of those, you go to Costco and you get one of those pop-up uh, pavilion kind of mm-hmm. things where it's the top of a tent but the sides are gone. That's right. And then you teach your you teach your homeless guy fitness in there. Just the fact that we've thought about all the truths that we, we don't have retirement plans at all. This <laughs> no. is like we have to have plan B. No, my plan. Homeless guy fitness, all right? So we get this uh, we get this pop-up tent top thing. You get to the town. You go around. You pick up cinder blocks and bricks and other heavy shit, and you bring it to the, to the tent, and then... You got old. You buy some crappy beach towels or used stuff at the thrift store, so everybody gets a crappy beach towel and a cinder block, <laughs> and you put on some classic rock, and you go nuts. Yeah, you can still be happy. Or you just tell them to bring all the cinder blocks, and then you build your own house, and you kick them out. And they've worked out. And then I'm not talking about kicking people out. Okay. I'm talking about letting people in. Uh, okay. Do you watch The Walking Dead? Yes. Okay. I have. I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Why are they always camping or like they're at the prison or at the little town? There's got to be a lot of empty mansions at this point, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't understand. I also did not understand the whole camping. You know, like the tent, like you're in a tent yeah. when zombies can come there's at night. Zombies, you think, a tent is scary. Zombies, yeah. Anybody, a tent, anybody, a zombie doesn't have to use a knife to get into the tent. <laughs> they're on the move. A zombie could bite you right through the tent. Yeah. yeah, you can't be in a tent. No, but they're on the move. That's why they're in tents. They're not just sitting in tents. And, and but you got to be in an RV. Yeah. Are you kidding me? If I. If if it's zombie time, I'm not sleeping in the friggin' tent. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the seats out of the car. I'm sleeping in the car. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna sleep in in a thing yeah. that I can't get bit inside. But of. they'll right. eventually break through anything. I know, but if they if you wake up and they're outside the car, you start it up and you drive away. Yeah, at least you have a chance. Yeah, well, they, that's what I'm thinking. It never starts though. It never starts when there's zombies. I watched the yeah. Well, let's face it, zombies are not going to really happen. I don't think. If it, let's let's just say, for safety's sake, it's a super long shot. That zombies are going to happen, and if they do, I'm in the wrong kind of house. You yeah, know? yeah. I'm in the wrong kind of house for zombies. A lot zombies. of windows. Yeah, lots. Yeah. Ground floor. Oh yeah. A lot of ground like floor that. windows. Yeah, they can see you, and then even if you try and seal it off and get up, it's, it's just a bad place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. there's no zombies except in Georgia. In that show, just nobody knows that yet. It would be weird if they got to the edge and it was just normal. They just found a big fence and they go, "What the hell?" <laughs> yeah, that's how it's gonna end. That's how yeah. the whole show is gonna end. People just like, "Oh, we didn't know anyone was alive in there." Sorry, <laughs> it's just like porno enough. It was a big St. Patrick's Day party accident in Savannah. It started it all. But I so I want to go back to the tiny house fantasy. Oh yeah, because you're down with cool. it. So you yeah. want to. But you wanted to get an airstream and sell all your possessions, and that's I, the other part of it because you got to get rid of a lot of shit if you're going to live in a tiny house. I've been obsessed with airstream trailers for like two years now, and uh, I, I've never lived in a trailer, but uh-huh. I just I I love the idea of it, and and I have that's the thing I have too many things, and as you I've been telling you I've been selling a lot of mm-hmm. things on eBay. I'm trying to sell all my stuff, like mm-hmm. everything, just I to get it down. And then I don't know if I'm really Like a couple of suitcases? Do you think you can do it? I don't know. I'm going to try, though. I find that I'm... Because I've been trying to get rid of a bunch of stuff, too. I was doing this thing this year where it was get rid of a thing a day. Mm -hmm. Like, and not necessarily... Like, if I buy a book, I don't then take that... The book that I sent to the Goodwill or whatever off the... But I'm... but, But... 
old clothes and stuff, or or even clothes that are not old, but just that I don't wear and get mm-hmm. rid of stuff and getting. But then you get down to these things that are like I don't really wear that thing, but it's still in good shape. <laughs> I feel like it's a shame to get rid of it. And then I so then I go on the websites about how you gotta just let go of it. You won't miss it once it's gone. <laughs> so hard, some things I know. I'm good at it. He's great at it. He's no attachment to anything. What are you down to now? Well. I'm down to the stuff that's in my apartment in L.A., and then I have a small storage thing, but it's not all my stuff in there. Mm-hmm. That's it. The storage thing is tricky because I always feel like whatever you're paying for the storage thing, you could just bought all new stuff after a year. Mm-hmm. I know. Exactly. The, the stuff I have in there is old couches from, like, the 50s and things that I wouldn't be able yeah. to. Yeah, like collectible kind of stuff. Collectible couches. In my head. I'm like, oh, I'll have a place to put this one day. But in your mansion, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I got rid of a lot of. Believe stuff. me and Lisa are moving into airstreams <laughs> and tiny houses, so I don't know if there's going to be room for your your couch. Your couch. Well, this thing, I had a, I had a townhome that I owned, and that was full of stuff, and had stuff other places. And when I moved from house to house as I was getting rid of places, and I just pared down to like pretty much nothing. And then even the stuff that's at my at my apartment in L.A., the bed and the couch were given to me when I was out there for my friends. So, like, those are really not mine. I guess it gave them to me, but technically it's not mine. So, it's like my clothes and some kitchen, like, utensils and pans. So, you're down. Things. You're almost ready to move into yeah, the Airstream. He's, he's almost ready, for sure. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm ready. Not, yeah. I have so many just boxes and boxes of things that have accumulated over the years. And I recently cleaned out a storage facility because I'm like, this will force me to get rid of everything. But now I'm like sleeping around like all. Oh, you mean you had stuff in storage and you brought it home with you? Yes, so that I could deal with it in some way, whether I donate some of it or sell some of it or whatever. But getting rid of all of these things because I feel like I don't know, ten, fifteen years ago when everyone started getting into like buying things at Costco and like those big stores where you just keep buying things. I don't know. I just accumulated all this. What what kind of stuff do you have though? Is it clothes or is it uh, toys or is it? Everything. I have everything. <laughs> I have everything. Could you and I give don't me a want... couple of specific I, examples? I have. Okay. What's the? What are the ones that? What are the most recent couple of things that you've gotten out? You've looked at them. And you've said, mm, I can't get rid of it. I need to wait. Okay. Here's one thing I don't want to get rid of. That was a frivolous purchase. It's an animatronic chimp head. It has like a remote control. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun. It's uh-huh. super fun. Yeah. It was on clearance. <laughs> it was a good deal. How does it work? Why do what you need a head to be on remote control? It's just it like, it on wheels? It, you can change all of its facial expressions. So it's like a it's like a puppet robot face. It's like a you can face. you can you could do a ventriloquist act with it. Yeah, yeah, and, sure. And when you look at it, I'm sure in your head you put put together at least four scenarios that you envision yourself using this. That would be it seems story. like it could be a good thing yeah. for a show or a set of video series on YouTube. You got to start making YouTube like videos. YouTube, yeah, get some use out of it and then sell it. But then I really wouldn't want no, to sell it. No, then you make it famous. Then you make it famous. And then you open a museum of cool shit that you do with the things that you found from your old storage. <laughs> this, is, this is why Lisa has difficulty <laughs> getting rid of stuff. Okay. We went to lunch today and rode in Lisa's car. It was clean, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is your car normally clean? Okay, listen. On that last <laughs> is your car normally clean? Answer the My questions. My car has been in bad shape for a while. And why did you not clean it? What was your one of your reasons? 
And you know what I'm talking about, so don't tap okay. dance around no, it. No, 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 I'm not. Okay, so I felt that as soon as I cleaned my car, it would stop working. And I understand. <laughs> you thought, like, fast food boxes and stuff were part of the functioning yeah. of the engine? Yeah, somehow it's holding together in some sort yeah. of weird mojo. Look, I can't claim to understand it, but there was some strange voodoo going on that the car of this vintage could still be operating True. on the road. So she was like, I, when we first started dating, I borrowed her. Do you remember that when I borrowed the car? one time and I go, yeah. and I'm like there's something on my arm I look down there's this ants crawling my arm I was like oh my gosh and I open up the center console and there's a lollipop in there with ants so I just take well, the that's ant- from my child I take the lollipop and I throw it, throw it out the window and I call her up and I just wanted to know like hey you got serious ant problem in your car and she's like from the center console I'm like <laughs> You know about it? I was like, yeah, that's what the ants said. Well, they weren't the kind of ants that bite you. Well, they, they, they were holding, they, were, they, were they on a wheel spinning around oh. the car? Like, <laughs> they weren't the kind of ants that bite you. So it's totally <laughs> cool that they're living in your center the, console. The ants are part of the engine. They're like, there's a wheel and they all like run around on it and she has a lollipop. To yeah, dangle. my car runs on ants. They're like little pets. I. That's yeah. not going to be cool so in this, the Airstream, just so you know. If we're going no, this, I know. If we're going on this tour, we can't. Have. I know that, and and yeah. I'm going to therapy, and I've, I've my car's clean, and uh, got rid of all that stuff. It so, was a superstitious yeah. thing, because I really but felt it's like really, yeah, yeah. It wasn't grounded in facts and reality. <laughs> a scientist came and told me, Listen. "Do not get rid of these receipts from three years ago." <laughs> so next time, listeners, that you see a cute girl in a baseball hat, yeah. just know that she might have a car full of ants that she thinks are lucky. <laughs> So, I, but I get, I, I want you to know though, like I used to keep a lot of stuff too. Not, not as much as you do, but I, I used to keep a lot of stuff and I would like keep all these magazines and I would, I would organize them by dates and I'd stack them up and I'd be like, well, I'd look through the magazines and I'd be like, oh, there's an article on Haley's Comet that I want to read again in two years. So I, so I did that. And then I just, one day I just clicked to the opposite way. I was just, I'm just going to get rid of everything. That's like, the way I am too. Yeah. It's all or nothing. Either I'm going to have all this stuff or I want nothing. Yeah. Which my mom's afraid of that. That's why my mom tells me constantly like the other day, I was telling you this, that there's, you know, it, there's a flaxseed container in the, in the fridge and there's a teak spoon in there. That's worth a lot. Of, like she thinks that I'm going to, she thinks I'm going to throw away everything. You know, like... She's not wrong. Yeah, I'm not going to. I know what's valuable. I'm not going to just throw away all my mom's stuff. Like, I will I will make sure that I get the eBay. proper value for it. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't expect me to keep all of it either. She just doesn't want me to be like... Oh, my parents have got a bunch of stuff, and they're getting older. And I've told them, look, you should... If you're not using it or looking at it, you should sell it now. And mm-hmm have that money and take yourself out to dinner and enjoy yourself because I'm not going to have time to figure out how to get the most, like, are you kidding me? A whole house full of stuff and I got some little teak spoon in the fridge and I got to go maximize the value, make sure I get the $75 that that's worth. Mm -hmm. It's like it's, some of the stuff is going to fall through the cracks. So I would say if you're using it and you enjoy it, absolutely keep that spoon. And now I have a heads up about it. I'm not (laughs) going to just give it to somebody, but uh, you know, like my parents have some, art stuff that photo stuff and paintings that they used mm-hmm. to have on their walls that they put away it's not valuable it's like prints but it's sort of valuable. it's probably worth a few hundred bucks yeah, yeah. but I'm, I don't know how to get rid of that stuff well, now that's why I'm interested in eBay this yeah, eBay thing yeah, here's the thing too is eBay somebody has to buy it like I always hmm. whenever they tell you you, you can you, you see these late night commercials and you know if you want to be successful or make money you know the secrets to that by the book and you, you're maximizing your potential and so I mean, 
people have to a lot of people have to be failing for people to be successful. Not everyone can be successful, right? So the same thing. Well, that's a scarcity mentality for us. Me I talk to you about that. The same thing goes with this whole getting rid of all your stuff. You can you can just throw it away, that's fine, it goes to the dump, but you can't just who it's like when you sell stuff, somebody has to buy it, so somebody's just going to be collecting lots of stuff. That and also when they say something like a baseball card is worth like two thousand dollars, like somebody still has to value that at two thousand. That's what I never wrap my head around. Like, who are these? You have to be able people? to find the person who yeah. wants to pay that, and that's what that's that's what you're using the eBay thing mm-hmm. for to sell those. It's crazy, items. Though. yeah. The people, these, you're dealing with crazy person. Well, and that's yeah. and that's the thing. It's like if I'm selling something that I used to love then I'm going to kind of understand the person who's buying it because yeah. I used to be like that. Mm-hmm. But if I'm selling something that my parents used to love, I'm going to be people like that are the past version of my parents, and I don't know oh, if I'm wow. ready for that, you know? How interesting. I never thought like, who, who spends all that money on Christmas ornaments? Oh, so like Same these, these Christmas ornaments mm. I'm selling, and I made I sold one for a hundred and fifty dollars. There was another one a hundred and ten. Like I'm getting good prices for these. Mm-hmm. I figured it out. It's either women who are, are hoarders or gay guys. I feel like love these things, and they're dis- fine. the one that you showed me they're was like Disney, a Disney, right? Like Disney, Disney commemorative collectible. So it was a collectible thing. It's not like yes. oh, you bought an ornament that you thought was pretty, and it turned out that it was great. See, that's had, my problem. Right, right. Is I have a bunch of stuff that I thought this was cool, but it's not brand name or mm-hmm. super awesome. It's just cool if you like it, but it's not wow. collectible. Why yeah, do gay guys like Disney stuff? I have no idea. Yeah, that's the right answer. It's very theatrical. You don't want to guess. Fun. You don't want to guess. You don't want to guess. It's only going to get you in trouble. Why do gay guys like Disney stuff? I don't know. The smell. I, don't, I have no answers for that. It's it's fun and and because uh, they're smart, they like that stuff. <laughs> well, I I also think though it's uh, if you've got the money and you you're into something. Mm-hmm. You collect it. I feel like there's that part of your life, yeah. and I feel like now that the part of my life now, not that I'm old or I feel like I'm going to die, but I feel like I, I, I'm trying to be more careful about the stuff I get because the, whatever stuff you get, now you have to keep track of it and use it and store it and move it yes. and all this other yeah. stuff, all, all these other responsibilities. And when you're younger, you just get more stuff because, oh, it's cool and I can get this stuff. And I, hey, it's only, I saw these ornaments that were. Like, it's a great deal, so I bought a box of them. You know, yes. I've got friends who do that shit where they're right. just like, I got all of the DVDs of The Walking Dead. Well, it's on TV. You can yeah. watch it on Netflix for free. You don't have to, like, no, but I own them. I have them. Yeah. Good luck. I guess because I've, I've owned a lot of crap, now I'm at the point that I realize none of that stuff brought me any kind of happiness, so I want that out. What I do think brings people happiness is experiences, so I'd rather take that money and, like, go on a trip. Yeah. To me, that's... I, I think I think that's that's the advice that I, I was trying to kind of get around to giving somebody some this person who was thirty one that I met uh, at, that's, at this clothing place. She was selling the clothes that I was buying to wear on the next comedy special, and I was kind of trying to advise her like spend spend. What I regret about my thirties is that. I spent so much time worrying about saving and uh, buying a house and things like mm-hmm. objects and I wish that I had taken more vacations you mm-hmm. know 
and gone yeah, more places and done stuff like that. Not that I didn't. I got to go a lot of places because of my job, and I still do. But mm-hmm. but I agree with you. Money, you better off spending it on experiences. Those are, one, those are the things that when you close your eyes at the end, right before you die, you're still going to be able to remember as that's opposed right. to some plastic crap that's right. in your storage unit. A flounder ornament. I'm going to remember that hat. Hollywood, California. I think it's a good hat. The great thing about that hat, to kind of relate it to what we're talking about now, is it's so totally of the moment. Like, it's awesome when you're wearing it. It served the purpose. If it if it blew out of your car tomorrow, you'd be like, yeah, that was the Hollywood, California. Yes. I don't really care. It's not. Exactly. I don't love it. I don't hate it. I've relationship you just have a hat relationship right, it doesn't to that have hat. like a picture of my kid embroidered on it that you know well, she it's made not a or something. special classic one of a kind not at all artisanal souvenir hat got it at the airport right if you're a kid embroidered a hat with a picture of themselves on it you'd have to wear that you guys are both parents yeah. Yeah, you would. You absolutely would. Did you Another see my reason not to have kids. <laughs> my keychain is like a rubber. No, they make you stuff all the time. When they're yeah. little, they make you things all the uh, time. Mm-hmm. I have the card that Josie made me still, though, with the peanut on it. That's really weird. Yeah, she glued a peanut no, shell no, yeah, to so a I, card. I, I get it, though. I haven't ever thrown away anything she's given me, so I'm just <laughs> my kids. So. My daughter made me a, uh, like a over-the-shoulder bag. But she sewed it herself, so Aww. it can't really. It's awesome, and she wanted me to take it. Like here, you can put your stuff in it when you're traveling, but it can't. You can't if you fill it up; it's going to come apart. Mm-hmm. But you can't say that, and you can't yeah. give it back, and you can't. You know, there's not. It's just like, oh, okay, yes, I have it. It's in my life now. That's right. Yeah. So you have to say that. I'm not. I'm not going to get rid of that stuff. Yeah. Now, anyway, I mean, eventually, when your kid grows up, you can then I think part with some. You keep the greatest yeah. hits of their. Massive artwork. Yeah, pick the favorites, and that's wow. It. That's that's uh, I really, I guess. I think my mom saw an elephant that I made out of clay on the shelf. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. She should get rid of that. It's terrible. <laughs> Usually, it. well, you got to give her permission. If you oh. give her permission, she yeah. might. We got some great pottery that our daughter made that is very primitive and weird, but it's so awesomely idiosyncratic, and the love that went into it when she made it for us, Absolutely. it's like it's got some powerful mojo yeah. and stuff, you know? And I bet that's with your mom, too, that that elephant, to her, has got yeah. a powerful mojo of you and your childhood and her being your mom and stuff. <laughs> All right. I think we're going to crack this shell, this hard shell that is Forrest Shaw. I think it's going to take one podcast to do that. Come on. That's what the peanut shell represented on that card. <laughs> it was it. <laughs> yeah, I always feel like my impression of you, Forrest, is more of a kind of a happy-go-lucky, fun-loving guy. But I'm seeing more of this kind of gruff side of you now. This trip. No, I'm uh, I, not gruff, but yeah. you know what I mean. Like you can be a little stern sometimes. Um, yeah, but what I if if I like people, then I like being around those people. Then then good, you know. I'm mm-hmm. very, but it's when I'm around strangers and just like I get really upset in airports with people like I want them to be better at life like what are they doing that really bothers you just, in the airport uh, just staring around like not even looking I don't at like mind. the departure arrival thing just like what is this a building and then they're just like literally in the middle of both seats. like they're just that's completely the one, unaware that's okay. the one that gets me yeah, so yeah. where like they get off as soon as they get off the plane they stop and yeah, look they, around it's like hey dumbass you're right in the we all have to yeah. step on the where you're standing you have to move forward 10 feet and then you can do whatever you want yeah, the other day, this guy was just kind of like, he was waiting for something, so when I got out of the, the jetway, he's just kind of like, 
almost like uh, zigzagging back and forth, but really slow, just drinking a coffee, just like, oh, and then mm-hmm. like, you couldn't even get around him. And then he's like, oh, he's just oblivious. <laughs> Like there's a the lot airport. of that. There's so, a lot of that going on downstairs yeah. in the casino here. Yeah. When I walk yeah. from from the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino here in Hollywood, Seminole Village, whatever, over to the to the club, you're walking by all these people that are either they're in this <laughs> dumbfounded casino mode, yeah. or they're drunk, yeah. or they're just in the tractor beam of some slot machine, and they can't detect any other people around them. Like you can see people. And you try to adjust your course to steer around them, and then they'll do a random yeah. turn right in front of you. Like, yes. what are you... Yeah, those people I don't like either, where they're just, like, walking. They see you, and they just walk in front of you slow, and they'll just stop in front of you. As you're walking, you're like, you're just... Then you have to go. This, it's is, like, the, I just wanna... this is the beginning of the zombie apocalypse. Like, they're not eating us yet. But this is how it starts. How they're they... just milling around, confused. <laughs> and then one of them, and then one of them just takes a bite of a guy next to him. But I'm not going to this food court. <laughs> right, and that's how it starts. And then we get in the airstreams, and we're out of here. Here's why I get upset with those people too, though. It's because I don't understand. Like I, I was a biologist. You are a biologist. I'm, I'm you're still, you're I'm still a biologist. I'm the smartest guy in the world. I'm not saying I'm the smartest guy in the world, but I know, I know I'm a smart guy, you know, and I know that I'm intelligent, <laughs> and I still struggle to get through life. And I don't mean struggle like, oh, I need to make more money and stuff. Like, I'm like, oh, okay, uh, I forgot to pay this bill, and then I got to do this, and just the organization part of it. So those people that just wander uh, around airports, like, how do they, how have they made it this far? I don't get it. Like, I, if I'm barely making it this far... And I'm assuming that I'm smarter than the person that's just staring, staring at ceiling, ceiling tiles in everyone's way, or just wandering. Like, how do they, how do they pay their car registration? I don't even get it. Well, like, you can get a lot of stuff set up to automatically yeah. pay out of your bank. <laughs> but account. I don't just mean bills. I just mean like everything. Like, hey, you got to wake up and be. I, I do kind of feel like someday there is going to be a weird because I have I have saved some for my retirement, but I don't know that it's going to be the right amount for me to keep living how I'm living. You know, that's why I could think about the tiny ass thing. But I know people who have saved zero, a lot of them, who who have like, and they keep thinking, they're in show business and they keep thinking, well, I'm going to get that thing and I'm going to score and then I'm going to get a house here and a house in London. And you mm-hmm. want to go, dude, mm-hmm. you're in your mid forties. Yeah. That may not happen. And mm-hmm. if it doesn't happen, you need to have a backup plan because what if you get sick and you can't work or you can't get the gigs that you used to get or you have to take gigs for less money? I mean, how are you going to continue to be happy? I worry about those people, like you're saying, yeah. that are going through life kind of just day to day. And, and it's like, what's going to happen when all, when a lot of those people get old? You know, the, we had a big chunk of our population that's moving into that Social Security, Medicare, and what if there's no nothing to help them, no safety net? What is gonna be? What's the world gonna be like? That's when they start fighting each other, or or fighting us, or robbing us all the yeah. time, or 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 dying in the streets, or or maybe it's just ser- terrible and sad. Maybe it's not a violence attack. Maybe it's just like you go every time you go to the grocery store. There's just a pack of people outside, kind yeah. of panhandling f- for food. Yeah. What if that happens? Then what? Soiling green. Yeah. Somebody's eating somebody. That's how you got the future figured out. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it's going now. Look, Listen. Either you can try and eat me or I'm going to eat you. <laughs> All right? <laughs> this is why everyone's juicing now. I feel like there's a conspiracy where the government yeah. wants everyone to just start juicing. Why? 
because then you it's the end game for the government because you because it's all because you can't tell food and meals and, and you can't tell what you're drinking you or eating or what, you know what's yeah. the end game for the government what are they getting out of it they're they're getting we then we become drones and we're just well no but then they can feed us anything once we're used to eating liquefied glop yeah they can feed us anything they'll just it'll just be like here's a carton of but what do they Lunch get out of glop. It? I'm always they get out of it. They get out of it. Look, instead of us rioting because we want uh, fresh apples and oranges and pumpkins and stuff, they can feed us sort of questionable, sketchy glop. You know? But they're already there. Nobody riots anymore. I mean, nobody protests that matter. You know, like nobody. I, they're already in control. The government. They don't need to do any more conspiracy theories. They've already done all the ones they need to do to get to where they're at now. They're in control. You don't think? You don't think people would riot though if it was if if all at once everybody was broke and there wasn't enough food to go around and all that. But who are they going to attack? The government? They're just going to be sitting up there, all good. They're just going to be attacking each other. It's already set up. It's already set up by the government. Whatever conspiracy theories you think happen, that's it's already in place. See that highway? So my car just runs on the yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think you just I think you just won most cynical person on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a tough run. <laughs> Lisa thinks the zombies are people are gonna eat us or we're gonna eat them. <laughs> I think some crazy stuff. We're gonna move all move into tiny little houses. Yeah. So amongst And friends. what's the thing, bushwhacking or what do you call it where you stay? Well, boondocking. Yeah, boondocking. Yeah. When you can when you find a place to uh, to park your RV for free, basically. Mm-hmm. The tricky thing with RVs to go back and circle around because the show has got to make sense mm-hmm. yeah. is the uh, mm. pooping. Mm. You know, and I'm convinced from a friend of mine's story about his RV that you don't really want a you don't want to poop in your RV's toilet. You want to have a separate like composting toilet or something yeah, like yeah. that. You don't want to get involved. In rinsing out the inside that of your tank. RV, yeah, you well, don't want you know, to do it. You, you, yeah, you want to go outside. I, I've been looking into. This is how crazy I am. Then I get into the tiny houses. Then I start thinking, I'm going to get a, I'm going to build a composting toilet because mm-hmm. there's plans for how you build them. There's some way that you do your business in there, and it dehydrates and dries itself out uh-huh. without making a smell, and then you can fertilize your yard with it, and it's non, not toxic and dangerous and yeah, yeah. awful. But uh, that's the, those composting toilet technologies. Those are interesting to me. Hmm. Or you just do a tree hugger bomb. Tree hugger bomb. Yeah, that's when you uh, that's when you crap in a bag and you throw it at a, a Prius. Out your uh, what? yeah. <laughs> I, just made, I just made that up. You are, you are the worst. I just made it up right now. I just made it up. You are the most terrible person on this podcast. Yeah, that's where you're in. The, you crap in a moving. You're in a moving car. Yeah, yeah you, and you crap, crap in a bag. In a bag. And you light it on fire and throw it in a Prius. I forgot the light on fire part. Though. It's super hard to crap in a bag. I mean, I yeah. feel like just. You know, I don't know. It's hard to crap anywhere that you're not sitting. I I don't know how people can, like, we have a friend who was, like, swimming in the ocean and crapped while he was swimming. I'm like, how did you even? Yeah, I've done that. You have? Yeah, I used to scoop it out. Well, you're a marine biologist. Yeah. yeah. How did you, how did, so you had your your trunks, you pulled down your trunks. I I know how, I I, I have some concept after crapping in the ocean, I have some concept on how it must be better to give birth in the water as a woman. 
Because it's just easier. What? Yeah, it's just easier. It comes out much easier. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my more, God. much more relaxed. I don't know what kind of craps you're taking, and I don't really want to know anymore. But if it's anything like having a baby. <laughs> no, no, I just mean, I just mean. I you just, need to see a doctor, I just man. I mean, comparing it to, to on a toilet versus an ocean, I was like, this is much more enjoyable. Well, so, but if you're in the ocean, weightless. though, then there's a danger that you're going to come in contact with Yeah, it's going to float around and touch poo. you. Yeah, yeah, you just let it go. It, well, sometimes you it sinks. swim away. Some of it sinks, some of it doesn't. Hmm. Interesting. What Depends what you've eaten. Depends on your diet. Okay. Yeah. I'm so. Gosh. I feel like I. Sh- I'm gonna have to edit this to say right before that that you know please I'm. I'm you want to fast forward one minute now? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. some people but, would be really grossed out. I, I find it kind of interesting though. The whole. I mean. I'm not pooping in the ocean. I'm not doing that. I know. I. I can't. There's no. I can barely pee in the ocean. Like it takes a lot of concentration to be able to just relax enough. To let the bladder go. I, I can barely do that. And, like, uh-huh. when we went camping, it took everything for me to p- dig a hole and pee in it. And I the one of the first times we, not when we went down the Keys, we went on a boat, and I just told you to pee out the back. And you're like, that was a whole production. First of all, I was like, turn around, play some we music. Were, I we were, relax. There yeah. we were, I'm telling you, the nearest life form a person was. Seven miles from us, we were in the middle of nowhere. Who was in the boat? Me and her. That's it. Oh, we were okay. in the back country. I, I went to the front of the boat. I wasn't gonna look, and she was just had to hang off the back, and she was just like, hey. "He's like, hang on to a rope mm-hmm. and just lean off the back." Yeah, there's there was this, there was a step there. There was like a, a platform that you. Could so I'm go leaning the boat. off the back, like I'm, to the engine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like hanging on to the engine and a rope, and you're now I think playing music and turned around, and I yeah, so I, I could I, not relax. Comfortable. And I figured, I don't know, I felt like an animal was going to... Come up out of the ocean? Me. That's how yeah. go after your ass. Jaws 7? Right. That's what they They all can't wait. They follow boats around and wait. Wait for one of them to hang their butt off the boat right. and then yeah. go for like it. Like a tarpon or something? I don't well, know. shark? What? Yeah. Right? Yeah, I like how you were thinking a tarpon. A lobster? Um, I don't know what a tarpon is. Lobster, lobster on the bottom. Yeah, lobsters don't have claws in Florida either. I don't know. What, they swim and hit you with their tail. I don't know what they're attracted to. Okay, so I'm stressed out for all these different reasons. I'm trying to get my bladder to relax. You know, it's great to be a man in this case where you can just shoot it off the side. I, you know, I have to angle myself. And then finally I relax enough and I think it's, I'm just going to pee and like, this is, this is it. I'm going to pee off a boat finally. And I peed all over the boat. Like, it was all... No, but you're on the, out, you're on the outside on of the boat. You're on the outside of the boat. On the outside, though. On the yeah. platform on the outside. It's still, it's away immediately. As soon as you start going. Like, I was marking yeah, my territory. It's on the outside. There's a platform. I get it. Yeah. You know, this is my fault because I brought up the composting <laughs> toilet, and I'm sorry. <laughs> it was just an important part of our future that I felt like we had to discuss. Yeah. <laughs> do you want me to tell you about the time I had to get myself an enema? Now we'll switch. I don't this. think I do. <laughs> I don't think I do. Let's talk about Lisa's hat again. My, listen. <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. No, I know, I know. Okay. That's... Oh, and <sighs> Sorry, Jay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm trying to think, what can we do to tie the whole show together? Well, I mean, if you're a survivalist, you have to think about these things. I wouldn't say I'm a survivalist, but I do like the idea of having a simpler, more free life, you know? Like, yeah. I love where I live now, and I would love to be able to keep living there for as long as I can. And so I'm not, it's not like, oh, I want to sell my house and go move into an RV. Right. But I do kind of like the idea of just traveling around and having all my stuff be yeah, simple be and fun. with me. And Yeah. And, and I think someday maybe I'll do that when my daughter's a little older. Maybe I'll, I'll try and do a tour where I 
take her with me in the in the RV truck or whatever, and we just drive from club to club and go around the country and vacation in between. And, mm-hmm. and then she's going to say, well, Dad, I don't want to do that because I'm 15 and mm-hmm. I want to stay home with my friends and go see whatever pop music crap she likes then. Mm. Well, that sounded cynical. I think you're taking yeah. the lead now. I'm trying. <laughs> this could be a come from behind. <laughs> Last what? minute victory. <laughs> this is not a victory either. <laughs> Although, I mean, I she's not Mary. into Katy Perry, but I like Katy Perry now. I can't remember who she is into. She likes Adele. I think Adele's all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? that's good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it could be worse. Well, well, yeah. My daughter mostly likes pretty cool music, but then she did go through a short phase where she liked One Direction. It was like a month long. Mm-hmm. She was totally into them, and I I didn't want to say anything that I thought was kind of lame or whatever. I'm like, all right, she's a girl, you know, she's crushes on all of them. And then one day she like ripped all the posters down and she hated them. It went from loving them to absolutely hating them. I said, what happened? She goes, ah, oh, they're just overrated and too boy bandy. I'm like, all right, that's sounds like it. she read that somewhere. Like, yeah. <laughs> <That's laughs> or, like or one of her friends kind of said, like, that, that this is the truth about they. All it takes is someone who's like a year older who they that's think true. is cool to go, no, what you think is cool is bullshit. And they go, right, I'm done with it. <laughs> I mean, she was into such weird music before that, like Peter Frampton. You know, like, the, wow. Yeah. She had a crush on Peter Frampton. The, oh, she had such a crush on young Peter Frampton. <laughs> it was adorable. Don't show her Peter Frampton now. She doesn't want to see that. Yeah, yeah like, my daughter had a crush on Michael Jackson for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a long time. Yeah. She loved him. Yeah. We get magazines with him. And I, she would go back to that because she kind of goes in cycles of stuff. Like she was really into Harry Potter and then she kind of mm-hmm. went off it and now she's really back into it. Right. There's always an, another thing, though, yeah. that they get into and get obsessed with. Yeah, my kid was obsessed with uh, Three's Company for a while. Uh, the TV show? Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know this, but she Like, was... there's another Three's Company? Like, I, was just hoping, I was hoping there was a different boy's company. It's a boy band. Like, how, did, how, how does a little kid even know about Three's how, Company? Okay, she would wake up at, like, 3 in the morning and watch it on TV, and I had no idea she was even doing it. And when my daughter gets into something, she wants to know everything about it. So she would start Googling Three's Company and reading all about the actors. Jack Redder. And yeah, John Ritter, John Ritter, 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 and right, because he played Jack and Jack uh, Tripper. And that's right. (laughs) And for her acting class, she even wrote a short sketch that they ended up producing and performing. And it was like it was an episode of Three's Company that she wrote. It followed the same formula too, where. where Mr. Furley misheard something and, and then uh-huh. the whole thing went crazy and they thought Jack was dying. And it was just that he walked in at the wrong time and overheard that Jack was afraid of dying on stage because he was going to try some stand-up comedy jokes. So it was this whole thing about Jack dying. It was adorable. But she just, she learned so much about the show. She became obsessed. She was completely in love with John Ritter and... Uh, yeah. My favorite tidbit of that whole thing is the idea that she would wake up at 3 in the morning and <laughs> turn on the TV, and you had no idea that she was doing really? it. So yeah. she'd just wake up stealthy, turn on the TV for an hour or half hour, and then go back to bed, and you didn't know it yes. was happening? Yeah, yeah. Because she, I, I would say, she was always a night owl, and uh, which I always was too, but she, she's much worse than me. But ever since she was born, I, like, I was sleep-deprived for a long time. And it was just, I would just sleep anytime I could, and it would be like a coma. And mm-hmm. then she'd be awake, like, hey. And so it, it became like she would go to bed, and I think I would think she was going to sleep, and then I would go to bed, and then she would get back up and kind of lurk around the house. 
So she would come out of her room and go into where the living room or someplace wherever the TV is yeah. and turn it on. And yeah. you couldn't hear that happening. No. Yeah. It's like the beginning of a horror movie. <laughs> you right. wake up and your kid's just, Maybe. what are you doing, mommy? Like, this yeah. Is- <laughs> yeah. Except it's Three's Company's on, so it's not that scary. Well, Three's Company is good. I mean, for all the things that you could turn on the TV or the internet and yeah. see. I mean, you say she Googles a lot. Are I you worried? I put locks on a bunch of the channels on the television, uh-huh. so she couldn't, without knowing the code, she couldn't even access separate. Yeah. Yeah, I get. We're at the point where I got to figure out how to do that. What about the internet? How do you lock up the internet? Uh, it's really hard. I I just try to keep an eye on her as much as possible. And the good thing about my kid is she like self polices herself because she gets guilty if she does anything wrong and then confesses it to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, and kids, to, for the most part, I mean, at least my kid and your kid sound like they they. She, she wants to be good. She doesn't she want. Totally she's not out there trying girl. to do trying to do naughty stuff but i could see how somebody would say oh if you want to find out about this this is what you type into google and then you see it and then all at once she's watching yeah. something that is totally freaks her out well she googled i have a friend we have a friend who is a former playboy playmate she's a friend of ours and and my daughter josie loves her and she she looked at me one day and her lip was kind of quivering and i could tell she was really concerned she goes mommy I googled Julie, and I went, "Oh no! Okay, we have to sit down and have a talk." <laughs> oh boy! So she saw the she pictures. She googled, yeah, our friend, our family friend, and I, you know, <laughs> I had never explained that to her. So we, I had to sit down and explain the whole world of Playboy and what that is, and you well, know, but I mean, at least it's not something. <laughs> I mean, Playboy's fairly tame, although I think it's gone a little crazier now than it used to be. Yeah, you know, with people peeing on each other and whatnot, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, mostly it's just pretty pictures of naked ladies. Yeah, yeah. So I had to explain to like I explained to her two sides. Like one is you shouldn't be ashamed of 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 you know your body. You know, the naked body can be a beautiful thing. You know, and because I'm always worried because my parents made me totally afraid yeah. of, of my body. And that's I what we so were talking about last night. You're freaked issues. out about your body. Forrest is not freaked out about his not body. Not at, at all. all. He's a very healthy body image, and I just don't about myself. I, I don't really and, have a healthy body image. But yeah, go ahead. But you know, I want my daughter to, to yeah. have a healthy, you know, self confident body yeah. image, and. And, but on the other hand, I explained to her how it can be very sexist, too. So we had this whole big... Mm-hmm. You know. do, you, do you think... She's how old? 11, did you say? Yeah. Do you think she got it? I think so. Yeah. yeah. She wrote a Three's Company spec script. Yeah. She can get this together, yeah. All her punchlines hit. It was so funny. Yeah. But I was very proud. As a comedian, I was really proud of her. Yeah, yeah. she was Mr. Furley. Yeah. That's the face. She still does that face, right? John Knotts. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. you got to get out the ghost of Mr. Chicken, the incredible Mr. Limpet. <laughs> yes. Andy Griffith show. I mean, if she likes Mr. Furley, oh, yeah. wait, till she, all that. wait till yeah. she goes time travel into Don Knotts' career. We, but is, we have, isn't that yeah. the face she's always doing? Yeah, the whole Mr. Furley, like, <laughs> shocks. Like, oh, she does the Mr. Furley face. and She's been doing that. I mean, she—that was her her favorite character for sure, yeah. and the, and she loves Mr. Furley so much. She wanted to play that character in her little sketch, so mm. she made it Mrs. Furley and played it as Mr. Furley, so she could play. I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's how Sylvester Stallone got famous. He's like Rocky, and he says, "I'm going to be Rocky." Yeah. 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 Wow, that's awesome. Hey. um... I think this might be. Maybe should we go to do the show? What are you guys yeah. thinking? There's a show going. Yeah, yeah. We we're gonna try. go to our comedy show. But what, do you want to eat before the show, or are we gonna eat after the show? 
I'm not hungry yet. Who are the guys? Uh, I'm not hungry yet either. I would like to eat after the show. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, then we don't have to go now. We can talk more now. <laughs> and you it's fish. You're officially now. You've popped out at this point. It's you're your 41. birthday. All right. It's your birthday. So, yeah. Happy birthday. <laughs> we don't give a fuck if it's your birthday. How does it go? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. My mom always sings me a song, the Bill Murray song. How's it go? Happy birthday. You want to hear it? I can play it real quick. Her beard, it's only eight oh, seconds long. You got her version? Got yeah, eight, let's hear it. Eight seconds. On voicemail? Oh, this is cute. Oh, this is yeah. going to be sweet. This is your mom singing you the Bill Murray happy birthday song. Okay. Okay. And here we go. And we're waiting. Okay, sorry. And speakerphone. <laughs> and... Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy Happy birthday, you what? Rattlesnake. I don't know if that was loud enough. Uh, no, it was good. Yeah, that was good. Rattlesnake. Rattlesnake. You yeah. are a little bit of a rattlesnake. She sings it every year. What is that from? Bill Murray, I guess. I don't remember where it's from. I know it's Bill Murray. It's Maybe it was on Saturday Night Live or something. But she sings it every year, and then every year she goes, that Bill Murray. I'm like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like she has to remind you every is year. Is that in Meatballs and or something? I, I'm not sure. I don't know the backstory on oh, that. Okay. That's the thing when your parents have something that they think is cool, and they just keep doing it. Yeah, they don't really care if it's cool. If That's you think right. it's cool, I like it. It's kind of like my I parents sing to me too on my birthday. They'll leave me singing voicemails. Yeah, I don't know if that came through. That might have been terrible audio. I was right up. Yeah, we're doing our best. We'll say we're doing our best. <laughs> we brought it out of the gutter. The show, anyways. Yeah, <laughs> the toilet it was really in the toilet for a little while, but compost. Now we're out of that. Yeah, compost toilet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, I imagine myself composting one day, though. Just in general. I'm not composted. I, I want to... Well, we're composting our, our food waste at home. You're not doing that? No. Well, I, I'm i living at my parents' house right now, so I don't have a lot of choices with what goes on. Mm-hmm. So, I'm saving my money. For an Airstream trailer. Well... Now, do you ever think that you might... Could you be happy in another brand of trailer? Because if you get a different trailer, they're so much cheaper. They just don't look as cool. Yeah. That's the thing. Airstreams are super cool. They look so slim. Right. And they hold their value. Yeah. That shell. You're trying to convince. Yeah. The other trailer... There's more affordable trailers, but you just don't like the way they look. Yeah. Well... But, I mean, if you get a... You're talking about a trailer that you pull behind... A truck kind of a trailer, right? That's yeah. what airstreams are. Yeah, I mean there were there was like one or two years they made them that you drove them. Yeah, I think it's better to have the trailer now. Just to go back to the tiny house thing, I think it's better that way because then you've got the engine part separate, so you can buy a new truck, but you still have the same sweet yes. sweet house that you. And like. when you park it for a few days, you want to be able to just drive somewhere to the store or something. Mm-hmm. You don't want to take your whole house with you every time. What kind of what's your what's your vehicle of choice to pull your trailer? Haven't given it any thought, have you? Mm-hmm. Like a bug. As long as no, that's not strong enough. You gotta have, you gotta have something strong enough. But the, but you but that's why I bring it up. It. In Europe, they like to try to have little cars pull the tiny airstream. Uh huh. Which really is kind of unsafe. You're not supposed to do that, but you can get away with it. Those Europeans. Yeah. Yeah. I would. I yeah. I, I I'm into the smaller the smaller one with a tent, mm-hmm. but not the super tiny. Not that little. There's a. I don't even know if that's an air airstream. That kind of teardrop shaped thing. Oh yeah, that's not. That's that's a, an, that's a different thing. I forget what that's called. My mom had dreams again. One of those mm-hmm. around too. There's but, all different brands that make those. Yeah, but uh, airstream. It's not. Yeah, but there's one specific. Yeah. 
Anyway, we'll figure it all out. Yeah. We'll I prefer living in a trailer because when you walk in, it's like unstable. The ground. I feel like I would. Well, they have those jacks that you put down on the corner. Yeah, but it's still you can still move it. It feels like there's an earthquake when you walk through. Mm-hmm. Well, we're smaller people. Yeah, so maybe I'm we don't so rock tiny. the trailer as hard as you do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very tiny. So much for my body image. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's all muscle, though. You're like solid. Say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Say, well, I feel like you can stabilize the trailer. Yeah, we're back where we started. <laughs> we're back where we started. Uh, you're a solid, solid man. Yeah, solid beast. Even though I can I mean, clearly no. say I have fat rolls. Well, Jake. At some point, I touch him. <laughs> I don't see. want to. I don't want to, Lisa. I don't want to touch him. Let's do it. You're going to see what I'm talking about, though. Yeah. You know, sometimes you hug, like, a fat guy, and you just, they're squishy, and it's like... <laughs> Did you just call him a fat guy? No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. He's not, though. Because, like, if you hug a fat guy, it's like 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 the memory foam, almost, like it squishes in. But you give Forrest a hug. You give him a man hug tonight, and you're going to see it is like... It's like hugging a rock. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, thanks. It's like hugging a rock. <laughs> Everyone wants to hug a rock. <laughs> they all do. That's Oregon's motto. Well, everybody wants to feel like they're with someone who's solid, right? Yeah. Solid like a rock. Are we going to karaoke tonight? I don't know. If there's karaoke down there, hopefully, hopefully the mechanical bull will be going. I'm not going to ride it, but I'll watch you ride it or watch someone else. Well, it's fun to watch other people ride the mechanical yeah, I'm not bull. Riding it, yeah. Not at the comedy club, but the other place. Yeah. We have a lot of plans for tonight. We do. I know. <laughs> to catch okay. flights around. Early flight well, morning. Yeah, I know. Well, we're getting up early. But yeah. that's the thing. The show is going to be over at an early enough time that we can have a little bit of fun and then yeah. get to bed. I agree. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. That's how we're going to do it. That's our plan anyway. Yeah. yeah. Cut to super tired. I know. Hungover. yawning. Four hours of sleep <laughs> at the airport. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Got a lot of stuff to do tomorrow. We're a little smarter than that. <laughs> okay. Well, let's go downstairs and see what's going on. Okay. Let's All right. do it. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks, Jake. Yeah. Thanks for having us. I'm just going to take a quick picture of you in that hat. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and ladies and gentlemen, wasn't that a nice little conversation? I hope you enjoyed it. I, I sadly, I only listened to part of it again now because I'm trying to get this episode out and then just have a moment of peace and quiet here in my home. So I'm probably going to listen to it when you listen to it. So I can't really say that I re-listened to it just now, as I usually can say that I did, if you're following me, because... Uh, I don't have time for that. I don't have time to listen to that again right now prior to posting it. I'm going to post it and then I'm going to listen to it again. And then so you can imagine what I might say to you now after we both listen to it for the second time. Or I will. You've only listened to it one time. Anyway, uh, I know that I did have a good time. I know we didn't stay. I just listened to the end of it. So I do know that we didn't stay up too late and get too naughty that last night. I know that we did not ride the mechanical bull. bull, bill. We didn't ride the mechanical bill or the mechanical bull. 
the mechanical bill was down. It was it was broken. But uh, I hope that you all are riding your own mechanical bill this Christmas. Yeehaw. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Don't give up. There'll be plenty of time to give up later. And as always, you can check my whereabouts on my schedule at uh, the website, my website, the my website, jakethis.com, where you can also, if you go to the podcast blog page, see a picture of Lisa in the hat as discussed on the podcast. And by the podcast, I mean this podcast the Jake This of Jake Johansson podcast. Now, hopefully, I'm going to get in touch with Nigel, and we'll be back together again next week in a Nigel-rific episode. Oh, geez, what about the talking practice? I didn't have time for it today. I didn't warm up properly, ladies and gentlemen, and that is what can happen to your tongue when you don't warm up properly. But if you think I've got time to do this over, oh, you're wrong. I'm so busy. My daughter's I've got to go supervise her doing some flips on the trampoline right now. So enjoy your holidays, and uh, I will be talking to you next week in between the Christmas and the New Year's with a sweet, sweet conversation with hopefully Nigel. (laughs) 